Hi, I'm Joy. Hi, I'm Susan. And this is Girlish Gurus. And Susan, why are we here? We are here to start a conversation about female empowerment and the issues facing women our age at this time, and to have some fun along the way. So, let's get started. Okay. Hello. Hello. And welcome back to another episode of Girlish Gurus. So we've had an interesting situation occur here. (laughs) We posted an episode on student loans and then guess what? Big news happened. So Joy, what the heck's going on? Yes. Well, August 21st, because we post on the 7th and the 21st. That's when our episodes drop. I wanted to make sure we were talking about the end of the pandemic forbearance, which was supposed to fall on the last day of August, and then folks would pick their payments back up on September 1st. Well, three days later, we get notification from the current administration that, nope, (laughs) doesn't look like that's going to happen, which... I'm neither here nor there on it. I'm just trying to make sure folks are educated, right, aware, given the best possible knowledge information. Right. So you all can move forward and manage your finances in the best, most effective way for you and your families. So we're going to replace that original recording with this one. So if you've heard that recording, that's what we knew at the time. That was our best information. And now we're just going to take a few minutes And we're going to update that and talk about what we know as of today, which is August 25th, and go from there. So this information dropped yesterday, August 24th, and based on the articles and the news and the information that's out there as of today, here is what we know. Okay. So first of all, there is going to be an extension, a final extension, as I understand it, on the pandemic forbearance, and it's going to go through the end of the year. Okay. That's my understanding. So if you are scrambling to try to figure out what to do with your finances in order to get ready to pick your student loan payment back up, again, we are only addressing federal student loan debt. We're not talking about private student loan debt. This is just federal student loan debt. Right. So all of these things we're talking about in this recording all only apply to federal student loan debt. Private student loans, you're going to have to deal directly with the lenders. Any kind of federal extension or pause or forgiveness or whatever, that only applies to federal student loan debt. Okay. So if you are scrambling to try to figure out how to manage your finances to fit a student loan payment back into your current financial situation, you have a little extra time. So the original date was September 1st. September 1st. Mm -hmm. And now you have till the end of the year. Correct. And so I think part of it is all of this information came out yesterday, six days prior to the end of the pandemic forbearance. And they are going to need time to figure out how to implement these programs because there's a lot going on. If you check the fact sheet that the White House has posted on their website, you can see they're talking about making changes to the income-based repayment plans. They're talking about all kinds of different things. And so they're going to need time to implement this. So first things first, if you need a little more time, you have a little more time, basically, Mm -hmm. to get your situation figured out. Now... 
the most important thing to know is that there is going to be a certain amount of loan forgiveness that's targeted to certain income brackets. So the biggest federal student loan forgiveness that's going to be available will be to those folks who would otherwise qualify for a Pell Grant or if they are a current Pell Grant recipients. Those standards are going to apply for folks who would otherwise qualify for it. So if you would qualify for a Pell Grant and you have federal student loan debt, then you're going to have the opportunity to ask for forgiveness in the amount of $20,000. Okay. Now, if you make less than $125,000 a year and you have student loan debt, that's for a single filer. Of course, I don't specifically know how they're going to make you prove what you're earning, but let's just say you're submitting tax returns. If you're submitting tax returns and you're a single filer and you earn $125,000 or less, or you're married, it's $250 a year or less for couples, then you're going to qualify for a $10,000 forgiveness. But in order to do that, you're going to have to apply for it. So that's going to take time. They're going to have to set that program up. They're going to have to put all of that administration in place, and they're going to have to figure out how to make that happen. So there's a lot of borrowers out there (laughs) that this could apply to a ton. And those are the two big forgiveness brackets that you need to be aware of. So if you're in those two brackets, if you would otherwise qualify for a Pell Grant or you're earning $125,000 or less as an individual or $250,000 or less as a married couple, you're going to qualify for $10,000 or $20,000 in student loan forgiveness respectively. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So that's the first big piece of information. I am of the mindset that It's going to take a lot to put something like this into place. And I hope that people who need it have access to it. I truly do. I hope people who need it have access to it because I know it could help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I know the federal government operates less like a speedboat and more like a line of cruise ships. (laughs) You know, it doesn't maneuver on a dime. So we'll see how this works out. Mm -hmm. All right, the second thing folks need to be aware of is it looks like there's going to be a fair amount of changes to the income-based repayment plans, and that is a pretty significant deal. That's, in my mind, it's something that's needed, for one thing, because those plans are clunky. There's four different income-based repayment plans. They don't work in an efficient way. There just needs to be changes in general to that portion of the student loan repayment world. But that, again, is going to take a lot of time. And I worry about folks getting caught or falling through the cracks when there's changes made to those programs because just like the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, a lot of people applied for that and 99% of the original applicants were denied and they'd been making their payments for 10 years. So I worry that a similar situation could happen here. I cannot advocate this strongly enough. You need to be making sure 
your payments are being applied correctly. You need to be making sure you've got your payment histories. You need to be making sure that if your student loan gets shifted around to different servicers, you're paying attention to what's going on. And my original assessment from the first podcast episode we recorded about this still stands. I cannot be more adamant about this. I really think it's important for folks to be communicating with their servicers. You need to be keeping up on how much your student loan payment is going to be. You need to make sure they can find you and you can find them. That's critical because you're going to have to apply, even if you do qualify for forgiveness under one of these two categories, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to apply for it. And you need to make sure every T is crossed and every I is dotted because that's what happened with the majority of the public service loan forgiveness applicants. There were snafus Mm -hmm. with their paperwork. And I can see that could potentially be a problem here. Yeah. So So it's important that you keep good records around this. Make sure you know each and every payment you made and, and have that available when you have the conversation, right? Yes, absolutely. I can't impress that strongly enough. That is something you really need to be your own advocate. You can't rely on the servicers to keep good records right. and accurate records, especially if your loans are getting shifted around. There have been changes in the student loan servicer world in the last couple of years, and I would imagine that's probably going to happen again. coming With in, these changes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is just something that is a concern for me. I worry about the consumer or the borrower getting caught unawares. So that's something to be careful of. I do want to mention something really important. It looks like Parent PLUS loans are going to qualify for this forgiveness as well. Wow. So if you're out there, if you have a Parent PLUS loan, you've taken out loans for your adult child to go to school, you need to be aware of this. There's a likelihood that a portion of your Parent PLUS loan could be forgiven under this new forgiveness program. So that's something to be aware of. And when are they saying, are they giving any indication of when the the full set of guidelines around this will be provided? Nope, they just said more information is going to be coming out in the coming weeks. So this is a situation where it's kind of like the CARES Act all over again. They passed the legislation, although this is not legislation. And I'm not sure exactly. I wonder if it's an executive order. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't really looked at the mechanics of how this is working. But that's a worrisome too. Mm-hmm. But it's like the CARES Act. They passed that legislation in like three weeks. It went really quickly. And then they figured out how to implement it. And I think that's going to be a similar situation. Okay. So, and yep, it's worrisome. It's worrisome when things like that happen. It's worrisome when things are rushed a little bit. But hopefully in this circumstance, it's going to help people who need it. And the reason I say that is because not only is student loan debt really burdensome. I mean, student loan debt is different for people now than it was when you and I were graduating. Right. First of all, I didn't carry that much student loan debt for a lot of different reasons. I've talked about it on other platforms in my other videos and podcasts and things like that. But I didn't carry a lot of student loan debt when I came out of undergraduate school. When I came out of law school, I had a substantial amount, but that was different. It was a professional degree. So for you and I, you were a little bit ahead of me too. Mm -hmm. For you and I, student loan debt was different for a lot of reasons, also because it was cheaper to get a college degree than it is now. It was cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So 
it's more expensive to get a college degree now. And the way that industry has changed over time, it's just something that has disproportionately affected the amount of loans you need to get through a four-year degree versus the amount of money you're going to earn when you come out the other side. Right. So I see positives and negatives here. There are a lot of people who are talking about inflation and how this is going to affect it. I'm not an economist. I don't know. But I do know that we've been in a forbearance for two and a half years for folks who have been carrying federal student loan debt. And I don't know what that says about our current economic situation. All I know is people are crunched in the wallet right now. And there are some people that hopefully this is going to benefit without taking too much of a bite out of the economy moving forward right now after the pandemic. So I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns here. There's a lot of moving parts that are things I don't feel educated enough to speak about. (laughs) Right. So another question I've heard is what about people who've made payments during the pandemic. Right. And I'm careful about talking about this because I don't know for sure. I've only heard a tiny little bit about it. So there is some discussion of the ability to get a refund of those payments mm-hmm. made during the pandemic. I don't know for sure how that's going to work. I don't know enough to speak intelligently about whether or not that's the case. So there is a little article I found online that says borrowers whose payments during the pause brought them below that $10,000 or $20,000 threshold could request a refund ending up with cash and maximizing their forgiveness eligibility. Hmm. Okay. So borrowers have always been able to request payments made during the COVID freeze to be refunded, assuming their loans were eligible for the freeze in the first place, which most federal loans are. That's coming from the Institute of Student Loan Advisors. So I don't know how that's going to work. I'm not sure what the situation is, especially say, for example, if you've paid your student loan off. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure that's going to be something you're going to want to look into at some point and discuss with your servicer. I don't know how that's going to work if you have officially paid off your student loans and your account has been closed. I don't know. That's something to to consider. If well, I find that's one of those things that they'll have to explain as they put together more more around the guidelines of right. how this is all going to work, I guess. In the coming weeks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I know that you're not going to get any forgiveness if you are not eligible to receive a Pell Grant. So if you are above those standards and also if you make more than 125000 as a single filer or 250000 as a married couple mm-hmm. filing together. So as of today, that's basically as much as I know. And I got to tell you, it, I really did not expect there to be cross the board student loan forgiveness. And I think, again, until we see the outcome in accounts and et cetera. I'm still questioning how this is all going to work. I hope if there are people out there who need this assistance, I hope they get it. I really do. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people have argued with me about that before, but especially in today's economic environment, I hate to see young people get out in the world where the job market is strange 
and just have substantial student loan payment that they're having a hard time dealing with. But I don't know. We're going to see how things shake out. If we find out more, we can consider doing another podcast episode about it as things unfold. But this to me is very much like the whole economic system in the months after the pandemic and the shutdown. We are kind of in a Wild West (laughs) situation where things are happening that I never thought I would see. So let me ask one question. So did they mention anything? Because I've not really read about any of this. Is this going to affect that program we discussed about student loan forgiveness for public service loan forgiveness? Well, that's an excellent question. If there's any program that needs to be fixed and should have been fixed long ago, it's that one. Okay. Because that one has been the worst in terms of folks thinking they qualified for it. When they did it. After paying for 10 years and then turning around and having a student loan payment when they expected they would not. So this is an opportunity for the government to fix that one too while they're at it and while they're in there making all these other changes. Let's hope they do. Let's hope they do. Yeah. Okay. Anything else we need to address around this that you can think of? You know, I was just hoping to try to help people out and to try to give information and to try to just do the best we could for our listeners out there who have student loan debt. And that's my hope to continue to do that at some point. So I hope that helps you out there. And I know that you could probably go online and read this stuff yourself, but sometimes a little additional information is helpful. Mm -hmm. I agree. So let me ask this question for our target audience of women who are 45 and over. What are the critical things that they need to understand about their student loan debt to put them in the best position possible? Okay, so this is something I want to mention briefly at the end here. And this doesn't necessarily apply to the ending of the coronavirus forbearance other than if you default on your student loans, this becomes an issue, right? Most people don't understand that if you have federal student loan debt and you default on it, then your tax refund can be offset to pay your student loan debt and so can your social security payments. So if you're behind on your student loans and you're 45 or older, then you need to be aware that that federal government is going to come looking for their money. And one way they can get it is through taking whatever tax refund you might be otherwise entitled to at the end of the tax year. And also, there's a possibility that they could garnish your Social Security payments. Now, they can't take your whole entire Social Security payments, and you can appeal it. But... You have to be aware that if you're behind on your payments, the Department of Education through the Social Security Administration can garnish the majority, not all of your Social Security payment, but the majority of it. That's scary. It is scary. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people out there who their Social Security payments are their sole source of income. And... I want folks to understand if you're in default on those student loans, this could be an issue for you later on in life. And the answer to that would be maybe you can get with your servicer and see if you qualify for an income-driven repayment plan. 
see if you can get your payment down, especially if you're on a fixed income. Because when you're getting into your 40s, you're getting into that age where you may be on a fixed income. And maybe the best thing that you can do is, A, see if you can apply for an income-driven repayment plan that will get your payment down to something you can manage every month. Or B, it's possible that you might qualify for a discharge if you are disabled. And there's ways to apply for that. But yeah, that's information that I think a lot of people are not aware of and just want to talk about that and let folks know that that's an issue and be prepared to deal with it. Okay. Joy, thank you for addressing all of this again. And as you said, if we see updates, we'll jump on and try and give some additional our view of what this all means for you all. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks. Join us next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Girlish Gurus. We hope you'll join us next time for a new, interesting, and fun topic. Be sure to check the description of this episode for any links or information about the episode's topics and to find us on our social media platforms. And don't forget to download this episode, give it a good review, and share it with your girlfriends. The more interaction we get, the more episodes we can post. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.